Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, Thanksgiving edition, starring Dave Schilling, Miles Standish, Degory Priest, Joey Devine, True Love Brewster, Wrestling Brewster, Sean Keen, Humility Cooper, Oceanus Hopkins, she was born on the Atlantic Voyage and died at seven. Patreons, Atik Ferrani, thank you Atik. Alex Toledo, thank you Alex. Oh, basketball, oh, thank you. Musical guest, Lamb of God. And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me. Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back with our annual Thanksgiving special. Sean, what's your favorite uh, item on a Thanksgiving on your Thanksgiving dinner table? Ooh, um, <laughs> I gotta say, it's... we know it's not gravy. Well, I mean, I like mashed potatoes with gravy. Mm-hmm. I guess. But you have historically gone on record as saying you're not big on wet foods on this show. I guess I'm not and big on gravy wet. is the wettest food. It's wet, but it's like a thick wet. You know what I mean? That is. It's like James Gandolfini taking a shower. You know it. what I mean? Stop it. I don't like this. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I'm boring because it's like it's like turkey. It's turkey or mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel like the turkey is a little dry a lot of the time, though? 
it's usually it's not great. There's like, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to the tradition changing to just being like uh, a nice a nice like rack of lamb, maybe a mm-hmm. or or just like a tri tip. I'll tell you, know? you what, I'll tell you what mine is: porchetta, baby. Make it porchetta. That's what we should all be deciding. Oh, rule. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, my personal favorite Thanksgiving uh, item is, of course, the stuffing. What? It's bread pretending to be a salad? That's tight as hell. All right. Um... <laughs> uh, I do have to say that um, in in my in my exile in the suburbs, Joey, I am seeing a terrifying number of turkeys on a semi-daily basis. Mm-hmm. Why are there so many turkeys around now? Is it like is it just around? Yeah. That's weird. I mean, I'll see them on hikes a lot. So that's mm-hmm. that's that's kind of a special circumstance. But also, why are there so many turkeys at the Lafayette Reservoir? You know what I mean? I, I don't, don't remember there ever being turkeys ever when well, I was a kid. Because uh, the president pardoned so many of them. All right. Oh, you're right. You're right. Sean. We need a law and order president that'll lock up <laughs> these turkeys. Sean, another Thanksgiving question for you. If you could pardon any animal, who would you pardon? Oh, um, like historically or currently? Just take the the question at face value, whatever you want to do. Uh, Barbaro, the most inspiring racehorse of all time. Mm-hmm. I would, uh... I would ta- I would pardon Mr. Toad for his wild ride. Okay. Um, he didn't. He shouldn't have been in jail. Uh, the carceral system is fucked up. All right. Um, take his license, man. Yeah. Put a put a breathalyzer in his jalopy. Put him under house arrest <laughs> at Toad Hall. Whatever. Yeah. Don't let weasels see. That's asset for that's civil forfeiture. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest abuses of the police. All right. So Sean. Do you want to tell the listeners what we do? Yeah, we have an annual tradition where we go through the, you know, Thanksgiving is the time to give thanks. Mm-hmm. And, we are you know. your annoying mom. Everyone hates at Thanksgiving when their mom says this. Why don't we go around the table and everyone says what they're thankful for? Mm-hmm. I love moms. Moms are great. Hate that tradition, though. Hate it. I once got in so much trouble with my aunt. Um, when it was my turn to say what I was thankful for. And I said that I was thankful that um, Bishop O'Dowd starred Jason Kidd. Oh, no, wait. He did oh, sorry. St. Joe's. St. Joe's. Joe's. Yeah. St. <laughs> Joe's star, Jason Kidd, had committed to play basketball at Cal. And my aunt was so mad about it that she'll like remind me about it now. Mm-hmm. And it's like that. That was not. I didn't. I didn't care for how you treated the Thanksgiving thankfulness. I once got in trouble at a Thanksgiving dinner for a very funny joke that I made, um, which was my mom was giving a speech. Uh-huh. And she was talking about how her gra- how our grandma, my mom, my dad's mom, so her mother-in-law, she was like being very nice, you know, and she mm-hmm. was like, Jeannie, I love you so much. You're my favorite person on earth. And I, as a bit threw my silverware against the plate really loud like I was mad that I wasn't my mom's favorite person. Yes, yeah. And she got so mad at me because I was, quote unquote, making fun of her. She was mad at me for like two weeks. Um, Once at Thanksgiving, 
at my grandma's house. Uh, we we were supposed to say what we were thankful for, and um, my uncle, an adult, and an uncle, just said, "Good veggies, good meat, good God, let's eat." And my grandmother silently left the table and didn't come back for like 20 minutes. I mean, I don't blame her. That's lame. Um, all right. Um, <laughs> Sean, so we're going to go through. Gonna oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What we're we're going to say what each each team should be thankful for. And this is a this is an annual tradition. Mm-hmm. The spirit of Thanksgiving, not not one of the NBA's signature holidays. Mm-hmm. They kind of seed this one to to football. Yeah, um, I, mean, I would rather have Christmas than Thanksgiving, though. Frankly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm also totally fine with them doing inside the NBA on Tuesday nights. Like, yeah. <laughs> make that money, guys. Um. All right. So let's Sean the Atlanta Hawks. Sean, okay. you're gonna go first with each of these. Who, what, or what are the Atlanta Hawks thankful for? Joey, the Atlanta Hawks are. Thankful that Jeffrey Epstein died before he could reveal all of owner Tony Ressler and his brother-in-law Leon Woods financial improprieties and dirty, dirty money laundering, mm-hmm. probably of drug money, but also from terrorists. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you, I look, for the Atlanta Hawks, I did what they're not thankful for, and that is, of course, the letter E, because for some reason, Jamie Gertz, their... Uh, the face of ownership spells her name J-A-M-I. Mm-hmm. She's an 80s legend. I think mm-hmm. that's why. You might recognize her from The Lost Boys, Less Than Zero, Square Pegs, or Twister. Or a lot of draft lotteries. Yeah. <laughs> or Crossroads, not the Britney <laughs> Spears one. All right. Um, oh, the Ralph Macchio one? Um, it's the one about Robert Johnson, I believe. That is, ra- that is a Ralph yeah. Macchio film. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think they I think they used to bone, right? Uh, Probably. The Boston Celtics. <laughs> what, who are they? I'll, you know what? I'll take this one. I said you were going to go first, but this one I will take first. Okay. Uh, and they are, of course, thankful for the NBA telling them to bench Ennis Cantor because he was speaking out against <laughs> China because they don't have to play him. Yeah, and they get they get extra money from the league for not paying him too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not really from the league, it's from the Chinese Communist Party, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um I I thought of two things. One is that the team Thanksgiving dinner counts as one of their 12 mandatory <laughs> players only meetings every year. And uh, they're also grateful that Jason Tatum is still covered by his parents' health insurance. <laughs> Joey, what I'm saying is he's young. He is a young guy. All right, Sean, what are the Brooklyn Nets thankful for? Um, They're thankful that Rich Kleiman clearly talked to to Sean Parker because the boardroom dropped the the, baby. They're just boardroom. Oh, my God. They're also grateful that Kyrie is legally forbidden from attending Thanksgiving, so there will be no tofurkey or saging at the table. Um, I think the Brooklyn Nets are thankful that catch steak 
is closed on Thanksgiving Day <laughs> because then Kevin Durant can't fight Michael Rappaport outside. Um, That's, that should be the NBA's Thanksgiving tradition. I don't I don't think it has to be KD, but Michael Rappaport should have to fight an NBA player, active or retired, outside catch stake every Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right, Sean, the Charlotte Hornets. Who are they? What are they thankful for? Oh, the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, they're really grateful that uh, the first, the very first uh, shoes produced by Big Baller brand are finally going to ship in just three months. <laughs> Sean, have I ever talked about the pilot I haven't written yet on this podcast that's about that? About Big Baller brand? Yeah. Have I ever told you about, the, about my I pilot idea? I don't idea? think I know this one. All right. So I have this idea to write a pilot that stars Shane Battier as Shane Battier. Oh, you did tell me this. Yes. <laughs> Shane yes, yes. Battier's job in this would be, because he's the smartest man in NBA history, right? Um, NBA teams hire him to solve tiny mysteries. So, like, what happened to this guy's chain that's missing or whatever? And so the idea I had was that uh, LeVar Ball is dead. LeVar oh. Ball shows up murdered. <laughs> In the pilot. Yeah, in the pilot. And okay. so the NBA hires... Oh, and they think... The cops think that it's like a uh, a Menendez twins situation, right? That the uh, high school that, brothers... The high school brothers, because he I was mean, pressuring them too much. Seems like LiAngelo might... Right. might <laughs> but. Um, but the NBA hires Shane Battier, the NBA's Sherlock Holmes, mm -hmm. to... Uh, Make sure Lonzo's not involved in this murder. And right. what, what Shane Battier figures out mm -hmm. is that LeVar Ball was actually murdered by Charles Oakley at the order of Michael Jordan because he was worried about the shoe money. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's pretty funny. Get, I think it's a pretty think, funny idea. Do you think you can get Kareem Abdul Jabbar into the writer's room? Absolutely. For this I think he's the showrunner, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean he's, he has all that mystery experience. Yeah, um uh, all right. Uh I the Charlotte Hornets, of course, this one's an easy one. They're mm -hmm. thankful for all of the Charlotte police for uh fucking Gordon Hayward's <laughs> wife when he's on the road. Keeping her safe. Keeping it real safe. Um, all right. The Chicago Bulls, Sean. What are the Chicago Bulls thankful for? Uh, they're, they're just thankful that they finally get to watch game film in meetings instead of old episodes of Family Feud <laughs> while a crazy man is throwing cereal at them for not paying attention. Uh, <laughs> the, I, see, I think the Chicago Bulls are thankful for finally being able to pronounce the name Lori correctly. <laughs> Now that he's gone. Yeah. Isn't it Lowry? That is how he pronounces it, yes. But it's Lori. His name is Lori. Um, all right. I think there is a point where he was like, he was like, my favorite show is, is Roseanne. I love Lowry Metcalf. And people are like, can we tell him that? And they're like, hey, is a, is a lottery pick. Just let him see. You know, it's the only thing we... It, we <laughs> People are still mad about the Jimmy Butler trade. Just let just let him say it. <laughs> All right, John. The Cleveland Cavaliers. What are they thankful for this year? 
Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers are thankful that Kevin Love is only signed for 147 more games, <laughs> which means that Mike Love is going to call and demand tickets only 294 more times. Uh, I mean, this one's obvious. I say this every year, no matter what team he's on. The Cleveland Cavaliers are thankful to have Ricky Rubio finally just making Thanksgiving a happier place. Ricky Rubio is what people think Ted Lasso is. <laughs> well, except he actually knows the sport he participates in. Uh, Sean. Ted Lasso was like barely in the show in season two. Sean, the Dallas Mavericks, what are they thankful for this year? Oh, you know, they're really thankful for this great innovation by new coach Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. It's called the Sexual Harassment Council, and it has really streamlined the investigations and the harassment in the organization. So the members of it are Mark Cuban, Pants DJ, and Tim Hardaway Jr. And I think it's it's going great so far. I'm, 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 why is poor THJ on that? Uh, yeah, just, there. No. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's a team player. That's all. Um, I probably should have put Porzingis on it now that I'm <laughs> thinking about it. Uh, that was what was thought. I I look. I spoke to the leadership tribunal. Oh oh okay. And they have uh, they sent me a dove with a message on its leg, uh, and it says that they are thankful that Mark Cuban did not. Uh, on Shark Tank did not go in on ring doorbells because they he would have installed them in their lockers and that is a bridge too far. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. I mean, he, he sh- I mean, it's good he passed, honestly. <laughs> uh, He's a creep, Joey. <laughs> Sean, the Denver Nuggets. Oh, well, um, they're thankful for two things, Joey. Mainly, mainly they're thankful that Aaron Gordon has been tapped to write the Uncle Drew sequel mm-hmm. with Monty Morris and Bull Bull, and they're really excited about that. But the other thing they're thankful for, as they are every year, that no one has pissed off Nikola Jokic's brothers. <laughs> uh, I think the Denver Nuggets this year are thankful for one thing and one thing only on their Thanksgiving break, and that's they get to spend a day away from Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> Yeah, that the guy's some bullshit. <laughs> God, imagine the small talk with that guy. <laughs> well, like can the, you imagine the, him and Bull Bull together? Like, look, Bull Bull is cool and everything in theory, but like the reason he went where he did is because he's a huge asshole. <laughs> yeah, he, he called his mom a bitch in front of a bunch of scouts, <laughs> right? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Why should he be in a lottery? Why should he be a lottery pick? Well, if you ask my bitch mom, she wouldn't say. He's <laughs> got a lot of anger, I think that guy. Uh, um, Sean, the the Detroit Pistons. What are they thankful for this year? Uh, the Detroit Pistons are happy because this year. Tom Gores, party owner, has started paying players with real check and real checks instead of just putting money in their commissary accounts. <laughs> he loves he loves prisons, he Joey. He loves prisons. 
He's a uh, he's the partiest warden there is. <laughs> um, he loves cocaine and exploiting prisoners. Mm-hmm. I think the Detroit Pistons are thankful this year that they finally don't have to go see Iggy Pop standing in front of that fist and who gives a speech every Thanksgiving about how tough the city is. It's true. It's like, why does, why does the team have to go? Just seems, just seems like it's not right, you know? All right, Sean. It's time to turn the, the riff guns on ourselves. Oh. What are the Golden State Warriors thankful for? Well, they're thankful for the fact that their Thanksgiving dinner is light years ahead, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had now, it at, they had it two months ago on Canadian time. <laughs> uh, well, actually, it's, it's much more efficient, and they figured out a good way because, look, you and I are fans of that thick, wet gravy, mm-hmm. but it takes a lot of time to pour and make. So they're actually using Joe Lacob's own personal gravy boys who mm-hmm. eat the gravy themselves and then transfuse it into the Warriors' bodies. We went with somewhat similar uh, <laughs> somewhat similar things they're thankful I love here. that it was similar. <laughs> because I said uh, they're thankful that this year... Uh, Steph Curry has decided one of the rookies gets to say the prayer over the steaming hot plates of Soylent they're served. (laughs) (laughs) So they'll still get to eat it while it's hot because Steph goes for 45 to 55 minutes. And by then the Soylent they're eating is cold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's too it's too bad, but yeah. oh, oh, that that piping hot soylent. You, yeah. you want it warm. I heard they were gonna try deep fried soylent this year. Mm. You know what? Uh you know what goes well with uh deep fried soylent? What? Give me a second. Give me a second. Shit, do I not have it in here? Hold on. Uh I don't have it at all anymore no. it didn't transfer over i was gonna play zuckerberg saying sweet baby race oh wait hold on. <laughs> here it is oh hey everyone yeah someone asked me do i smoke meat smoking meat smoking these meats smoking meats earlier in the day smoking these uh, today we got a brisket on the big guy and some pork ribs uh on on... You know what? We were talking about Canadian Thanksgiving, and if I remember correctly, in this video, it's Canadian Thanksgiving that he's eating sweet baby ribs. <laughs> have a rib tonight? <laughs> I want my baby back, baby back ribs. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Sweet. I... Oh, he was gonna say it. Damn it. <laughs> sweet baby rays is very good. Sweet baby rays. Sweet baby rays. We have just applied anyway, the sweet baby rays. Don't forget on Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> To eat your soylent with sweet baby rays. All right. <laughs> Sean, what are the Houston Rockets thankful for? Um, you know, on Thanksgiving, it's the one time a year that they don't have to pay $5 to get second helpings of the postgame spread. Uh, you know what, John? I, John Wall specifically is thankful that he gets to see his family instead of being kidnapped by Tillman Fertitta. Yeah. <laughs> he's been in the galley of one of those yachts, but they don't know. His family's like, we know he's in the bowels of Boardwalk. And the cops are like, which one? 
They're not letting him play, but they won't let him leave. <laughs> uh, Sean, the Indiana Pacers, what are they thankful for? They're thankful for Malcolm Brogdon's weekly TED Talks. They're informative. <laughs> They're very dead. So he's discussed the, the water cycle, the electoral college, and the outsized power of the corn lobby. Mm-hmm. And uh, this week, he's going to be de- delivering a devastating critique of Christopher Columbus. Oh, wow. Uh, I know a certain Substack writer who won't be happy about that. Um, all what? right. <laughs> Sean, I believe the Indiana Pace for, Pacers are thankful for one thing, and, and that's they don't have to set up a table specifically for the holidays. Oh uh, yeah, because now yeah. there's there's only the one. There's only one, <laughs> and even they didn't want to sit together. They're like, we're adults, we're grown men, and they're like, no, this is the holiday table. It's like way too short for them too. So they're, but that was a, that was a Bjorkgren demand. <laughs> Brothers sit separately. There was also a separate TJ table. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't wasn't great for unity. <laughs> All right, Sean, the L.A. Clippers, what are they thankful for? They're thankful for Lou Williams for normalizing polyamory. Um, (laughs) Any of those Clippers can just bang whoever they want, and it's fine. But also, they're thankful for the secret weapon on their coaching staff, always pointing out what they should be doing. Of course, I'm talking about assistant coach Clippy. (laughs) It's the the sentient paperclip that, that is leading the Clippers right now. Um, I think the Los Angeles Clippers, and that's they get to celebrate at home in Los Angeles at their best player's family home, uh, Paul George. It's just a two-hour drive to Palmdale. (laughs) He's from there. He's from Los Angeles. It's only two hours away. (laughs) What I've heard is that, um... They're they're having dessert just to just they don't they want to spread the love. Uh-huh. Uh, they're actually having dessert at Los Angeles resident Kawhi Leonard's house. Mm-hmm. Oh, also and only three hours away in San Diego. It's in San Diego. <laughs> Holiday traffic you could make that in uh, two fifty five yeah. probably. Just a reminder to any listeners out here who don't live in Los Angeles, when Paul George says he's from Los Angeles, he is fucking lying. <laughs> he is from Palmdale. He All Dale, right. baby. Um, Sean, what are the Lakers thankful for? Um, They're thankful that right now it seems pretty clear that Russell Westbrook will be the one to draw the elaborate machine gun like public relations fire from the clutch sports team. <laughs> They've already submitted like 85% of a Dave McMenamin t- column and Ramona Shelburne's just been given tidbits after tidbits. Mm-hmm. I think what they're thankful for is uh Dwight Howard's uh post meal sound bowl performance. <laughs> Those are great. <laughs> Uh, Sean, the Memphis Grizzlies, what are they thankful for? Well, first, they're thankful Grayson Allen is gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, that's the number. That was what I yeah. was going to say. So, yeah. <laughs> but the most important thing is that the team's eight and eight, which means they might not have to play any really big games this year. So the fans won't have to relive their memories of MLK's assassination <laughs> in 1968. 
obviously that's all they think about when there's a there's a clutch game. It's close down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think what the Memphis Grizzlies are thankful for, the hand crocheted shooting sleeves that their owner, Robert Para, makes them every year. <laughs> Sean, like, do you want to tell? Do you want to tell that story? <laughs> oh, just his shooting sleeves. Yeah, uh huh. That uh, you know someone who went to high school with Robert Para, and he just Robert? used to shoot free throws by himself at lunch. <laughs> he did. He did. Well, I think he used to shoot. Uh, like he would shoot around. I think he actually shot mostly three pointers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that uh, he's a Bay Area guy, and he mm-hmm. went to. Uh, and I heard he was he was nice but distant. Mm-hmm. Wow, I can't believe a tech guy is distant. <laughs> All right. Um, Who was he going to play one-on-one? Tony Allen? Tony Allen. <laughs> he would have died. He was wearing a shooting sleeve when he was, like, playing around with Tony Allen, I believe. All right. Um, remember when he said he wanted Dave Yeager to wear a headset like an NFL coach? That was, that was amazing. <laughs> All right. The Miami Heat, Sean, what are they thankful for? They're thankful for an amazing holiday tradition that Udonis Haslam started where he accidentally castrates a stud turkey. Uh, Do you want to explain to our new listeners? (laughs) Oh, yeah, the new listeners. (laughs) Uh, Udonis Haslam uh, filed a multi-million dollar lawsuit against a veterinarian who, when his uh, prize stud fighting dog, Mm -hmm. I assume it's a fighting dog, right? Sure. It's some kind of tough dog. Anyway, uh, it ate a rope, and he sent him to the vet, and the vet, like, removed the rope, but also castrated the dog. And Udonis Haslam's like, that's like a $5 million. (laughs) That fighting dog jizz is worth $5 million. (laughs) Anyway, that's what Udonis Haslam does uh, when he's not playing four minutes a game for the Miami Heat. He is, uh, I mean, I would think uh, manually masturbating prize dogs, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think the Miami Heat are thankful for one thing and one thing only this Thanksgiving, and that is Kyle Lowry's big fat ass. All right, uh, the Milwaukee yeah. Bucks, Sean. <laughs> do you think they? Do you think Pat Riley makes him take shirtless pictures before and after <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner? And he's like, "That's why you're not allowed to have stuffing." <laughs> Uh, it was great when, uh, when remember when Dwayne Wade was on the Cavs for like three months? Yeah. And then he came back and he was kind of playing well. And he had some quote about like, ah, it's nice to be back. And Pat Riley's like, yeah, he's been uh, he's been doing some cheat days in Chicago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like immediately was like this fat piece of shit. The funniest thing about Cleveland Dwayne Wade to me, I'm pretty sure uh, he's the second best D Wade that has been on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, Dean Wade is now the king of that town. Yeah, Dean Wade is the best D Wade that's ever played for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think Wade gave up like $7 million to go play with LeBron again, and LeBron like immediately was like, we got to get rid of this guy. And now he... We don't even need anything back. And now he owns the Utah Jazz? He owns the Utah He's Jazz. The Utah Jazz is Drake. What a weird world <laughs> we live in. All right. Um, <laughs> Sean, the Milwaukee Bucks, what are they thankful for? Uh, well, they're excited, and I'm honestly excited as well, that Giannis is expanding his line of bells. 
<laughs> you know, he famously had the blowjob bell. He now has a cunnilingus bell. He has an ass-eating bell. Um, he has a consensual breath play bell that he can ring. Okay. And then he has a cuddle bell. And that's that's nice. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. You know what they're thankful for, Sean? What's that? The fact that uh, <laughs> Grayson Allen has taught Dante DiVincenzo that white people are not allowed to say the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I'm... Red-headed people are basically black people in Delaware. <laughs> um, all right. The Minnesota Timberwolves, Sean. Well, I mean, to be fair to Dante, he was saying it with the A, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Grayson Allen says it with the R. But with just the R and, close, like, and like there's company. an extra R. <laughs> He's rolling the R like it's a Spanish verb. <laughs> um, well, Minnesota, um, I would say... They love Thanksgiving, especially Anthony Edwards, who claims he invented Thanksgiving, I believe. <laughs> uh, they're thankful that D'Angelo Russell gave them all another set of pajamas, and it's decorated with his own original paintings of butts. <laughs> it's a nice pattern. I think the Minnesota on Thanksgiving are thankful that this year... They don't have to look a weird old white man in the eye and shake his hand before they eat the turkey. <laughs> they have to. They just Instead, have to look they at have a. To hang out with Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. Who's gonna get fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for having Thanksgiving? By the way. Well, you know why they really find him, right? Why he he commissioned a giant mural of Carl Anthony Towns as a centaur. <laughs> and they were like, that's that's too creepy. I mean, I told you my theory on that, right? No, I don't think so. Oh, Alex Rodriguez just bought the team uh -huh. so he would finally have people that he could invite to his house for dinner. You know every single one of his mutual friends stuck with J-Lo after yeah, that break. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even close. I have been to that house. What? You've been I, to A-Rod's house? I've been to A-Rod's. Well, it's J-Lo's house, but I've been to there. I delivered food to not one of them. Mm -hmm. But uh, let me tell you something. A-Rod had a lot of unopened mail. Mm -hmm. Well, because he doesn't live there. A-Rod never leaves Miami, let's be honest. No, no, no. He had a... Uh, he, well, he, he used to live... Um, you know exactly where this is. He used to have a big, like, bachelor apartment right by the Viper Room in mm -hmm. L.A., and he notably sold it to show his commitment to J-Lo because clearly that was where he conducted extramarital affairs. <laughs> and I just have a feeling he just got a different secret adultery house mm -hmm. somewhere else. In Miami. That's where they got oh, that, fined that, for eating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, Sean. What are They're... they thankful for? I think we're probably going to go, but we're both going to go the same way here. I'm. I think I know which way you're gonna go, and I'm gonna zag a little bit. Um, they're thankful that this year Zion isn't gonna eat all the stuffing and turkey and mashed potatoes before anyone else gets in the room. Mm -hmm. He's fat, Joey. That's the that's the theme of this. I right, think what... this year the New Orleans Pelicans are uh, thankful that David Griffin has learned to play the Vince Giraldi trio's Peanuts theme in its entirety on the piano. 
Um, I almost gave her. Did you know that he was in Santana? That's your all. I did not. Um, Dad talked to me a lot about Santana this week. Um, you know what? They're not thankful for though, Sean. This is one What's I have that? not thankful for. They're not okay. thankful to the city of New Orleans, who not only denied Zion. Um, they they won't let him build that movie theater in his house, but they've yeah. actually decided to just demolish him with his it with his family inside. Oh my god, that's crazy! Um, I I heard he was going to um turn that that cemetery where Marie LaFaye is buried mm-hmm. into a barcade too, wow. and they they're not into that. <laughs> uh, Sean, the New York Knicks. What are they thankful for? Uh, they're thankful for John McEnroe, Joey. Of course. You know why? He's forced them to be more serious. After <laughs> years of yelling at the team, you cannot be serious. Mm-hmm. They're they they're serious now. Sean, he he doesn't have a thing to say now. Speaking of John McEnroe, yes. Uh, I watched King Richard last night at three in the morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, uh, is Will Smith gonna get a visit from Oscar this year? No, Joe? he's terrible in it. But what I will say <laughs> is, there's a scene where King Richard takes his little girls, Venus, and to like a Beverly Hills tennis club, and mm-hmm. some coach is there, some famous tennis coach, and he is uh, watching John McEnroe and Pete Sampras hit. Okay, and. The actors playing John McEnroe and Pete Sampras are terrible. (laughs) They don't look like them. They're not acting like them. So they have to consistently say, like, what do you think, Pete Sampras? And then it's just a tan man in shorts going, they look pretty good. (laughs) Which is weird because I feel like you live in Los Angeles. I lived in Los Angeles for a long time. It's pretty common just to see a guy who kind of looks like, like Pete, Pete Sampras in Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, and it could be like like uh, there's a variety of ethnicities that mm-hmm. can conceivably look like Pete Sampras. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, did you, Joey? Did you not to sideline this too much? Mm-hmm. But did you see the LaBeouf McEnroe movie? Yes. And look, I have a, uh, I. You have a soft Shia spot for that. is dude. bad. He's a bad guy, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, but he's awesome in that movie. He's so good as John McEnroe. Yeah, it's, it's a re- it's like <laughs> it's like an incredible. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, he's like, we're not perfect. enforcing his yeah, personal life, yeah. but it is it is a completely insane, great performance as John McEnroe, yeah, and, and it's like a super McEnroe. weird movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our friend Megan Keister. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, subscribe to her Substack. I forget what it's called, but it's the best. Uh, the, it's really, are, it's, it's very good. It's the best non-sports Substack we will ever plug on here. Well, except um, Glenn Greenwald, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the three Substacks everyone for must subscribe to are, of course, Katie Heindel, Kelly Dwyer, Corbin mm-hmm. A. Smith, and Megan Keister. But Megan Keister... Loves loves John McEnroe more than anyone we know and does not care about sports. Uh, And she loves that movie. All right. Anyway. Uh, Her her substack is called Exclusive Content. (laughs) You can find that at (laughs) 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 (la
www.substack.com and it's a it's a freebie yeah and you, be, well, you know what there's that there is a paid version where you get more stuff and she often says nice things about me in it um yeah anyway yes, uh, pay for that feed yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh the new york knicks they're thankful for bing bong all right oklahoma okay. city thunder sean uh, I think the Thunder are thankful that injecting liquids at high pressure into subterranean rock formations can force open existing fissures to extract <laughs> natural gas or oil. That was the dictionary definition of fracking. Really. <laughs> Webster's defines fracking as, and then here's my essay. Okay. <laughs> Sean, uh, what, <laughs> you know yeah. what the Oklahoma City Thunder are thankful for? They are thankful that no one over 40 knows the name Timothy Chalamet. And I'll tell you why. Uh, do you remember when um, Kyle Korver came in the league and he had that haircut? And yeah, then yeah, all yeah. anyone said for like 14 years was that he looked like Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. yeah. And it was like the most annoying joke in the world. Yeah, especially uh, because Kyle Corver like showered a lot, mm -hmm. and he used soap. Well, I'm that's like, gonna happen to Josh Giddy and Timothy Chalamet eventually, but uh, Jeff Van Gundy doesn't know who Timothy Chalamet is yet. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach Lowe hasn't oh, watched wow. Dune yet, mm -hmm. um, but it's gonna yeah, happen. He'll he'll get to it. It's gonna yeah. take him like three viewings. He's gonna fall asleep. His wife is gonna be cursing at him in Croatian, telling him to come to bed finally. But all these and he's like, but, but the spice white dudes, all these shitty old white dudes with the same shitty old joke hasn't started yet. So that's a good point. Thumbs it's, up. Let's keep it going. <laughs> we gotta you gotta keep things clear for uh for yeah. And I mean, do you think? Do you think he will also have a revelation about racism after 17 full years in the NBA? <laughs> no, with because he's Australian. Um, oh, yeah, he's, he's still going to be, like, kind of racist. Yeah, even, yeah. even the best case is, like, like a charming bigot. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Um, Sean, the Orlando Magic, what are they thankful for? They're thankful that Jonathan Isaac got Mike Lindell to give the Thanksgiving <laughs> blessing this year. And they're also thankful that Cole Anthony gave Jonathan Isaac a fake address for where the party was. Uh, I think the Orlando Magic are thankful for Brooke Lopez's house because that's where they're all eating Thanksgiving dinner. Half of them are just crashing there. Robin's like, I don't care. Break whatever you want. Um... All right, Sean. The Philadelphia 76ers. What I just are they they yeah. can't be thankful for anything. I'm gonna say no, right they're, away. They're thankful for the NBA's new enlightened attitude about mental health treatment. And mm -hmm. and so am I. I'm thankful as well. That's the team that cares about mental health. The Philadelphia 76ers. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm passing on this one. They don't, they are not thankful for anything. I mean, I, Tyrese Maxey, I Tyrese guess, Maxie, if you want to be honest, but, thankful, yeah, yeah. like, fuck that. Like, <laughs> God, what a, like, I gotta say, um, they got a loser running the show, Joey. Daryl or Doc? A uh, Doc. Doc. Mm -hmm. Look, Daryl is always welcome on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And again, Daryl, I know you've, you've, 
drop in and out so you may or may not be listening. I know you have a lot of podcasts in your feed, but you're cordially invited to come on Round Ball Rock whenever you want. You don't have to worry about tampering. We only we need to talk about musical about theater. Basketball. No basketball questions, no problems with fines. I mean, we only I guess... want to ask you about how do you feel about Steven Spielberg's West Side Story <laughs> and and Small Ball? The we have a we have we do have fifty to sixty questions mm-hmm. about Small Ball the musical, but other but just musical theater. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be relaxing too. Don't worry about it. Um, there is another person on the 76ers we want to talk to about not basketball too. Sean, remember? Um. This is a new one. I'm just remembering. Uh, two weeks, two weeks ago, Tobias Harris. <gasps> oh yes, posted an Instagram story mm-hmm. where he was watching Bosch and talking about how much he loves Bosch. Yeah, he's got a. I mean, yeah, and so I want to say right now, Tobias Harris, come talk to us about Bosch. We love talking about to fellow Bosch heads. We want to yeah. know what feeling you have that you can't let go. All right. And actually, I I, Joe, I don't know if you feel this way. I actually uh, enjoy Tobias Harris as a player. Yeah, of course. I feel like he's a little maligned from having uh, two abusive relationships with Scott Skiles. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I, don't, I don't care how much money you make, Tobias. You've, you've yeah. earned it from just that guy. And also Bosch Rocks. All right. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Um, the Phoenix Suns. I might, I might watch some Bosch after this. You should. Or, I mean, or King Richard. One of the two. <laughs> just, I, I just started, like strong men in Southern California. I literally started King Richard at 3.30 a.m. last night. Hey, I just, I, I think I'm going to end up watching it with my dad. Uh-huh. Because he was like, what about the LeVar Ball movie? And I was kind of like, I think LeVar is pretty nice to his children. Like, like uh-huh. I've I've still kind of been on the Lavar's actually a good dad. I'll tell you point. who I'll tell you who gets a lot of uh, catches a lot of strays in King Richard, Sean. Uh huh. So Jennifer Capriati really catches a lot of strays because um, she because she like drank when she was eighteen. Yeah, and, and like, then like she got arrested or whatever, and they're constant. King Richard is constantly being like, "I don't want you to do to my girls what you did to Jennifer Capriati." <laughs> um, or Jennifer Capriati. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> the Phoenix Suns, Sean. What are they thinking? Kind of sounds for? like anti-Italian racism to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> The Phoenix Suns are are grateful that uh, for Thanksgiving, Chris Paul can't yell at them for twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. I see. I had a. I went a different way on this one. The Philadelphia seventy <laughs> sixers. Sorry, the Phoenix Suns are thankful that their owner has a giant penis. All right. Um, <laughs> His wife will tell you that, Penny. Yeah. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers, Sean. What are they thankful for? They're thankful that the same crack investigative team that looked into Chauncey Billups' past will also be examining Neil O'Shea's history of workplace bullying. And definitely because they care about it, and they care about team culture, and they care about human rights, and they're not just doing it to avoid paying out his contract. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the Portland Trailblazers are thankful for one thing and one thing only, and that is uh, Chris Haynes is going to get exactly what they're eating right in his next tweet. Um, 
<laughs> Sources say <laughs> the yams were delicious. <laughs> Um, Sean, the Sacramento Kings, what are they thankful for? Can you go first on this one, actually? Yes. So I'll tell you what the Sacramento Kings are thankful for. Uh They're thankful for that drunk guy that threw up on the court tonight. (laughs) Because he was so sickened by Luke Walton's coaching that he threw up and Vivek is going to have to fire him. Yeah. Well, my I was thankful (laughs) that Luke Walton was going to get fired. That was... (laughs) Um, Joey, let's talk so, a little bit about what's been going on with the Kings this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so so tonight, look, I have not seen video of that vomiting. It exists. I haven't seen it yet. I saw them leading the man out. I have not. And I saw the, the I saw people yet. cleaning up, but yeah. but Did there, you were, saw there Slamson were like... was cleaning up too, right? Oh God, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Well, I don't Poor know guy. why they didn't get that robot. Don't they have no, a this, robot this with whole a mom? job? Yeah, look. As you, as you know, Slams and I are friends. Um, you have pictures evidence. of us together. Um, but so it, it just it was funny that some uh, really not hyperbolic NBA writers were tweeting about it and just like, yeah, somebody threw up at the Kings game. And then they would c- consistently follow up with like a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. uh-huh. like this seems like it was maybe like a stand by me pie eating contest yeah. level. <laughs> and uh, I, the uh, the way I read it is, I was assuming. So, Sean, do you remember the story Chunk tells in the Goonies? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Where he made a batch of fake puke and then. At, went to a movie theater and made a puking noise and then threw the fake puke on the people down <laughs> below and then they all started puking on each other. Uh-huh. That's what the people tweeting about this Kings fan made it sound like was happening. <laughs> and the the 80s was like the, the apex mountain of puking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Um, okay, so, so in the Kings' previous game... Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they got were... beat by the Raptors so bad... That the yeah. fans started chanting "Fire Luke Walton" in the second quarter. Yeah, the and second they quarter. Booed the they Kings did not the wait around. <laughs> see if they see if the Kings would put it together. It was just an immediate like, "Fire Luke Walton." I will say, look, Vivek Ranadive bought the Kings with the idea of turning them into the Golden State Warriors. Yes. And the problem is, is he turned them into the 2006 Golden State Warriors, um, not the 2016 Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, this this is just like being a Warriors fan for the majority of my life. And guess what? Uh, De'Aaron Fox is just Monte Ellis. All right. Um... I mean, it's it's it, it hurts because it's true. But yeah, the Kings were down uh, 18 at halftime in that game. But but here's the thing, Joey. You and I were at Summer League when uh, Vince Carter was coaching the the Summer Kings. Mm-hmm. And uh, a beautiful figure named Jack Cooley was wrecking shop as uh, a power forward that was older and bigger than everyone else mm-hmm. at Summer League. Yep. But just destroying... And people, did, we, legend, we Jack I feel like we started chanting for Cooley. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Vivek was there, and uh, I, I believe I also tweeted at Vivek, telling him to yep. sign. Jack and Cooley. I started yelling at him. I yeah. started yelling, 
Vivek signed Cooley. And then two yeah. hours later, he did. <laughs> he signed him. He signed him just because we yelled at him. Like, I, I kind of think that was a big factor. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. uh, pack Luke your bags, Walton, look, Walton. This episode isn't going up until Wednesday. We're recording it sat- Sunday morning. Uh-huh. Um, he might I'm be fired. I'm sure he's going to be fired by the time <laughs> we're done recording this. Uh, I mean, by the time this goes up. Um, now, does that does that mean Bill can't announce Kings games anymore? Or is he like, oh, my son, my son was a failure. <laughs> the Grateful Dead had to get rid of many keyboard players because they couldn't get it done. <laughs> I mean, look, someone just has to tell him, like, look for the Grateful Dead to become what they did. Pigpen had to die. And yeah. guess what? Your son is Pigpen. All right. Um... <laughs> actually, most of, now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, all those keyboard players actually died. That's why they <laughs> left the band. Pigpen, Keith, Brent Midland. <laughs> Myland. All right, the San Antonio Spurs. What are they thankful for, Sean? Uh, they're thankful that the the seasons are turning, the leaves are falling, it's getting cold, and the coyote is going to have to start wearing pants. <laughs> I mean, to me, there's one obvious thing the Spurs are thankful for, and that's that their dinner was created with delicious groceries bought at H E B. <laughs> They're going to be bad for like four days because Pop's just going to be like bringing out more and more exotic bottles of wine throughout well, the whole place. Look, everybody knows there's one thing you don't want to do at Thanksgiving dinner. It's talk about politics, and he will not stop talking about politics. All right. Um, Sean, the Toronto Raptors, what are they thankful for? Uh, they're thankful for socialized healthcare and gun control. Mm-hmm. They see. I think the Toronto Raptors are thankful uh, for nothing because they did this already two months ago. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, the Utah Jazz, Sean. What are the Utah Jazz thankful for? Well, you know, this was actually a nice thing that they're thankful for. Uh, I don't know if you read this, but Donovan Mitchell gave everyone homemade sweatshirts to commemorate the holiday, and they have the definition of pedantic on them. Uh, I think the <laughs> I think the Toronto Raptors are thankful for one thing and one thing only, uh-huh. and that is uh, Rudy Gobert and uh, Hassan Whiteside are going to get in a slap fight after dinner, and it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, all right, the Washington Wizards, finally, Sean. What are the Washington Wizards thankful for? Uh, they're thankful that Spencer Dinwiddie owns the Staples Center now, right? That's, <laughs> that's got announced, I think. Uh, they are. Th- I think they're thankful for the fact that uh, um, Ted Leonsis is having Thanksgiving at his mansion this year and not in Mackay's Discord house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, I'm really glad about that too. Yeah, it's, it was disgusting. There it was gross. Rats everywhere. Like, no one wants an Econo Thanksgiving. Yeah. Come on. Um, all right, Sean. That's our episode. Mm-hmm. Do you have a song? I do, and I've been, I've been saving this one and working on it. Um, it's a Brian Windhorst song, Joey. Oh yes, I'm and, thankful uh, for this. It's called Come Out and Say, and then in parentheses, Keep Him Aggregated. 
Mm-hmm. Great. It's a. It, I wrote it with uh, Dexter Holland from The Offspring, and this yeah, was excuse originally. Me. Excuse me. It's Doctor Dexter Holland from the Doctor Dexter Holland, and uh, originally this was going to go on their album uh, Chinese Democracy, but they got sued by Axl Rose. So it's one of the funniest things anyone's done is The Offspring announcing that their new album would be called Chinese Democracy because Guns N' Roses wouldn't put out that album. Uh, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where on November 26, 2010, I tweeted, What an adventurous week with my family this week. Ended with a bang. In the hospital. Missing all of Thanksgiving. God, this guy. <laughs> Trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Let's all go home. Because I'm thankful for all of you, our listeners, and you, Sean, my friend and co-host. Thanks. I, I'm thankful for you, too. And in the listeners, but particularly the Patreons. <laughs> You've got to keep them aggregated. Like the latest podcast, whip on temps at the man, getting hookups at a shoe store in Omaha, quarantining for two weeks in Japan. I could never sell my old Cleveland home. Almost got to force to break and trade this from Rome. He told Kevin Love to fit in or fit out, but I won't give a quote, give a quote, give a quote, quote, quote. Hey, David Griffin sang to me. He played the piano. Gotta keep him aggregated. Hey, now a guy's quote tweeting me? Delete the tweet, you gotta keep him aggregated. Hey, don't pay no mind. It beats the MVP, I don't care that he missed time. Hey, come out and say. to LeBron James, I've got the inside scoop, Larry Nance Jr. and Earl J.R. Smith, one plays super and the other throws soup, this Halloween's the same as the 15 before, I'm turning all the lights out and I'm locking the door, the never-ending news cycle is making me eat, bacon jamming at Red Robin, bacon, bacon jam, bacon jam, hey, Funtemps is interrupting me. He's a jackass, gotta keep him aggregated. Hey! Now Zach Lowe is texting me. He drank one beer, you gotta keep him aggregated. Hey! The internet's unkind. JR for the suit, but I'm not telling them what kind. Hey! Come out and say! Living all over the place I once was in a coma for 22 days And one time my iPhone updated live on TV I gotta hit the lock screen Hit the lock screen Hit the lock Hey! McManaman is the new me Tell Rob the link I gotta keep him aggregated Hey!
the color yellow bothers me. And Oracle, you gotta keep them aggregated. Hey, Rachel went that fired. I just saw Rich Paul and Adele is looking fine. Hey, come out and say. Okay, don't aggregate this. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.